You're listening to the Comic Book Informer Podcast with Vince and Raj, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. Now here's your host, Vince. Hello, everybody, and welcome to issue 59 of the Comic Book Informer. We are coming to you on January 4th, the first comic book day of the year. And, man, it's a good comic book day, right, Raj? Yeah, it is. (laughs) That's all you got? If you're asking for much more than that today, you're going to be in trouble. (laughs) Sorely disappointed. (laughs) Noted. All right. Well, we decided But at least my bicycle has a seat. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> whoever stole his bicycle seat if you're listening to the podcast you're a very very bad person and I owe you 10 bucks <laughs> <laughs> well we've decided for this episode we're going to take a look back at the previous year and I didn't want to do any sort of best of stuff uh, for a couple reasons first of all how can you, you? Look, <laughs> yeah, you look anywhere and all these comic book sites and, and publications that have been talking about, you know, Avengers and Spider-Man and you know, all the big stuff, once they get to their year-end list, it's a whole bunch of crap you've never heard of. <laughs> and second of all, I can't even remember half the comics I read this year, to tell you the truth. it's It's been a long year. I can't always remember the comic books from the day before. <laughs> We've established that. Yeah. <laughs> but so, the, 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 the way that I look at it, too, is that... The, like the stuff that was good this year was just so damn good. It would be very, very difficult for me to say this was the best. I, I don't think I could. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that came out this year and well, we didn't like an awful oh, lot yeah, of comics, yeah. <laughs> but we just want to focus on the stuff that we really did like this year. And we're going to start off with what's of course the biggest story in comics this year. And that's uh, all the stuff DC's had going on and starting with Flashpoint, which with the exception of half of that last issue, we found phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't for that, um, I mean, e- even taking into consideration everything that we've seen this year and taking into consideration, like, I mean, just saying, like, it'd be hard to pick a, a best of kind of thing. But, man, that Flashpoint would be very, very close to the top if it wasn't for how badly it wa- it ended, as well as... Um, the the repercussions of what, the whole point of Flashpoint, how it turned out with the relaunch. If it wasn't for that, which I mean is fairly substantial, but if it wasn't for that, that would have been right at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still take Flashpoint down to its core. It was a really good story involving Barry Allen and Thomas Wayne. It, that alone made Flashpoint fantastic. Yeah. And then just the whole universe, uh, all the stuff they set up. A significant proportion of those tie-ins were all really good. Stuff like Deathstroke, uh, of course, the Batman one, um, the the Kid Flash. I mean, there were so many of those tie-ins that were absolutely fantastic. I agree. I agree. As as an event, for the most part, it was so fantastic. I mean, all you have to do is go back to prior episodes and listen to us talking about it and being so so very excited and. I think that because of how hard it fell at the end, that is what really like you. It's basically as opposed to 
stopping a walking person, you're trying to stop a locomotive with a bad ending kind of thing. So it, we were going full force. There was nothing going to stop us. And then all of a sudden, it's just smack. No, and it's this terrible ending. And I think that's what made it all the worse is, is that. If it hadn't been for that, oh, my God. Between all the tie-ins and everything, we got to see how you could have an incredibly huge event that is, for the most part, well handled. Mm -hmm. And yeah, despite our misgivings about it, still very, very worthwhile and uh, very entertaining. I think it's, I think even considering the 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 ending, it's mandatory reading. You you mm -hmm. have to read it if you are reading anything in DC right now. Yeah. Well, leading into DC, of course, we had the new Fifty Two and the big relaunch and the Fifty Two Number Ones and the Forty Eight of them that were garbage. Well, not Forty Eight, but. A lot. 40. <laughs> uh, and I, I picked two that I think we can universally agree are the best of the bunch, and that's Batman and Flash, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And, I would say that the, point... the Justice League is coming in, into its own, mm -hmm. but I still wouldn't put it as strong as those two titles. I, I would even say at this point, after reading the first four issues of both... I'm actually putting Flash above Batman. I mm, I I don't think I'd Batman go that is far. Really good, but just what Flash is doing as an actual comic book is agreed. astounding. I agreed, and I like that. the The thing with the the Batman storyline as it's right now, as it's going right now, I mean, it's it's damn interesting. It's really really mm -hmm. good. But I think more so than that, it's not that it's this spectacular storyline. No, not at all. It's just it's very well written. And that, to me, means a lot. When you're putting quality writing in a comic book after some of what we've seen, especially in the freaking DC relaunch, then it, it just makes this a fantastic series to be reading right now. But no, you're right. Like, it really flashes. Is, is, I don't think I put it above it right now, but I am really enjoying it a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'd say Justice League is also really good. Uh, beyond that, personally, I'm still really liking uh, Demon Knights, Swamp Thing, and Animal Man. Plus, I got to say, Wonder Woman is actually holding my interest surprisingly well. Uh, any other of the New 52 that you still uh, think are really good? I am still actually liking the Red Lanterns. I, I don't think that it's... That one's been okay, yeah. Yeah, it's not a phenomenal series, but I've been enjoying it as the... Um, an alternative to the Green Lantern stuff. I gave up on that. Yeah, because the Green Lantern stuff, unfortunately, is not nearly as good. So here we have something that is, um, that's good, that's interesting, that's in that IP. So I've I've been enjoying that. The Animal Man has been just interesting in a like what the hell was he smoking when you wrote that kind of way but, but the good kind of that oh very very much so and but other than that i'm still finding it hard to get into a lot of the series right now i i can't disagree I, especially because they chose some very odd comics to kind of run with as as their top tier you know stuff like uh the legion stuff i i, I made oh. it halfway through one of those issues it's it's still going i and just the, the crap out there too i mean green arrow and hawk and dove and just there's some really bad comics out there the green arrow or yeah the green arrow stuff is really bad which is so disappointing i i've not been enjoying it at all the, the nightwing has surprisingly been quite good as well it's one that i've been enjoying and the whole going back to the circus thing has been kind of an interesting little storyline that i really was actually enjoying I, again not to put it as high as the batman and flash stuff but it, it's been good 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say overall with the new 52, uh, we were talking about sales numbers a few weeks back, and uh, they're starting to kind of equalize at this point. The whole uh, flash of the new 52 is starting to wear off, and the, the the cream is rising to the top, let's just say. But overall, I'd say I'm enjoying DC more now than I was at the beginning of the year. I'm not. I would actually, if there was a way for them to go back to what it was before, I would be all for it. I'm, I'm not saying the universe itself, but individual I'm liking more DC comics now than I was earlier. Right. No, no, I can I can appreciate that. I just it's not uh, that's not where I'm at right now. I still I did enjoy DC as opposed to you. I did enjoy a lot of the DC titles. And because of what they've done with the continuity, even though it wasn't huge mm-hmm. changes, I'm not digging a lot of the changes that they have put in there. So it's not you know, like even like you look at the great big changes that they made for Superman, which I think is the one character they probably made the biggest changes with. It appears, you know, he's not the savior of Metropolis. He, you know, and he has to. It's he's still the not underdog. worth reading. It's still not worth it exactly, <laughs> and it's like, damn. I mean, really, I. It's, and it's all subjective. I'm quite certain there must be some people who are really digging what's going on in Superman right now. Mm. We're just not those two people. Yeah. Uh, well, stepping away from DC. Marvel cranked out some absolutely amazing comics this year, and no pun intended, because the first one we're talking about is, of course, Amazing Spider-Man. And uh, they did the whole relaunch uh, with uh, the big time, and there was just some really great Spider-Man comics uh, all through the year, and of course, culminating with Spider-Island, which was some of the most fun comics I've read ever, let alone this year. It's the Spider-Man run has been just insane. They, I mean, oh my god! <laughs> and it was it was just the year of the Spider-Man too. I mean, between between that, between Ultimate Spider-Man, and then between now the new Avenging Spider-Man, holy! It's just this roller coaster ride of awesome is all it is. Yeah, and just like we were talking about with uh, Flashpoint, Spider Island was a very effective event where. Many, I don't want to say all or even most, many of the tie-ins were really good. Still really hopeful for some uh, more kung fu coming out of that because that was one of the highlights of the entire event for me. I actually, I see, I... I think that as a whole, there was only a couple. There were only a couple of the uh, the tie-ins. Well, there wasn't that, I wasn't that many to begin with. Yeah, but what was there, I mean, again, not, not the cloak and dagger, which is so disappointing i was like i mean if they could have done for cloak and dagger what they did for deadly hands hands of kung fu would have been oh that would have been so awesome but when you look at what they did for their second and third tier characters in those tie-ins and to make you that interested in those characters via a tie-in that's saying a lot that's that's really saying quite a bit and they handled it very well and then the event itself well jesus how could you not love it yeah. And uh, just going away from Spider Island, look, look at all the other stuff we had in Amazing Spider-Man this year. Uh, we had the whole uh, death of Marla Jameson and all the stuff spinning out of that uh, with the, you know his new outlook and being a hero. We had him losing his spider sense and having to work through that. Uh, all his stuff at Horizon Labs and all the cool inventions he's come up with to, to help him as a crime fighter. And just not to mention, I'm blanking. My goodness, where did I go? All the stuff <laughs> with FF as well. Yeah, Not just yeah, working all, at the lab, but everything yeah, with FF. And all the stuff they did after Johnny died and the tie-ins there. Amazing Spider-Man has been, for for the amount of issues they're putting out, still putting out at least two a month, occasionally more. 
that's some really consistent quality across the the amount of issues they've put out. I think that for me, one of the I mean, not taking into consideration the Spider Island stuff, but the stuff with FF has been among the most powerful. I thought not maybe not powerful, but so well done. And again, mm-hmm. for me, it's it's very much because I see him as a character that is always best when grouped with other people not just solo stuff and so here you're putting him with a team where he is trying very hard not to replace the wild johnny but to still fit in with the group and whatnot and some of them like becoming surrogate parents even and i just saw that stuff to be such a like a a gateway for him to another world that he didn't get to know kind of thing, that family setting that he never got and everything that he does with the kids. I just, it it was just such a fantastic idea for them to do that. It it worked very well. Yeah. And just, I still remember that little epilogue bit uh, with Pete and Franklin. I was just going to say that. Oh man, that, that, that single little story might be one of the best written things I read all year. And I think that that's what started it all. That's that's what started us on the path of, yeah, this could really work. And so when it came about that he he joined them, it was not a surprise and it, it was a good fit. And then everything from there on, again, was that good fit. It was something where you could see it and you could appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Also, spinning out of Spider-Man, we had one of the most surprising comics this year, Venom, oh, yeah. uh, which has... We've talked about it so many times. It's just been consistently great. All the the character development they're doing with Flash Thompson, both uh, in his personal life and his uh, dealings with the symbiote and the government, and now the the villains he's gotten himself tied up with. That's that's been really really good. The Venom is one of the ones that I'm actually the most surprised at. I, I think that you probably were more in the mindset to enjoy it right from the get go and kind of um, thing. As a premise, I've read so many terrible Venom comics that I was worried about it, but in reading the interviews and stuff with Reminder before it came out, it sold me on it before I read that first issue. See, I had to read it to to see what it is that he was planning and how to work it and how to make it work well because when you're looking at how much is involved in that which let's be honest I mean when you're when you're dealing not just with the problems of him having lost his legs him having to deal with the symbiote but then toss into that equation having to deal with the abusive alcoholic father who is dying and it could easily have overwhelmed the story and become something that's just plain depressing to read. And it's not. It's just, it's 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 got those very serious moments, sure, but it tosses in insane scenes and actions. And a large part of that, too, has been because of who he's been going up against, mm-hmm. that it's just been so much fun to read. And consistently great artwork, uh, oh, even yeah. though they have rotating artists. It, that Craven issue is still mind-blowing oh no no disagreement for me there mm-hmm. uh sticking with remender though i'd have to say probably our pick for favorite comic of the year if we were to do it uncanny x-force I, we don't have to elaborate much on that yeah really <laughs> go back to damn near any episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we'll just leave it at that uh another one i put up here marvel universe versus wolverine uh, i know a lot of people didn't read this still and i just have to continue getting the word out there. Mayberry killed it. 
It's it, when I'm looking at different story arcs and miniseries throughout the year, that is at the very top of my list as well. We're talking top three. That's that's in there. It, it has to be. I And especially because of what we thought of the Punisher one. And then when you read them both together, the, the work that went into creating something that's so nicely tied in together and such a fantastic story and it, it, he doesn't just rely on this rage virus and and things like that he, he he puts in so many character details so many so much interactions between those characters that you care so much about it it was gold it was absolute gold and just like venom and x-force it's a premise that previously has gone so horribly wrong yeah. over the years and just a good writer drew it in and made it something amazing yep definitely and uh, rounding out the list, I had to put Chu in there because oh Jesus, how it's can you not? Chu. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 was like the comic that kind of made this podcast worth it because I don't think I would have read Chu if you hadn't told me to. I oh man, that is another one that consistently every single episode or issue I am digging it. I'm having so much fun with it. It's just such a great story great premise and the writing is so off the wall quirky fun and then the the art is like i i don't know how anybody could say anything bad about the art it's just such a fantastic fantastic series i again every single issue i've loved if you had told me a year ago that one of my favorite comics would involve <laughs> a world where chicken is illegal and the main character gets memories from eating things, I would have laughed in your face. You know what they've got? He's putting out a t-shirt that has the chicken frog on it. <laughs> and I was like, Frickin I came damn near close. I really wanted it. <laughs> nah, I, I will buy a Pollo t-shirt, though. Yep. That was awesome. <laughs> So I think that's probably it for our universal picks. Um, I gave us some individual choices here because we do tend to disagree on many things. And my individual picks uh, were Punisher, which I am absolutely in love with. I was not expecting to like Punisher this much. It's He's a character who I've always been interested in, but I've never really liked reading the comics. But uh, the work Greg Ruka is doing there, and again, the art is mind-blowing in that series – Every single issue has been stunning, and it, it hits you. It's it's a very realistic comic, and I really like that about Punisher. I agree. Uh, Journey into Mystery. Uh, it's Thor stuff, agree. so that's why it's an individual. <laughs> it's just been so enjoyable. I mean, it it's it's not a superhero comic. It's 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 a mythological comic. It's it's I can't really put it into words uh, without just making you read it, but just the depth and scope that uh, Kieran Gillen is going to with it. And it just has that very epic mythological feel to it that you're not getting out of the regular Thor comics. And again, Avengers Academy has just been great. The fear itself as terrible as it was <laughs> and as awful as so many of the tie-ins were, I think the Avengers Academy tie-ins to fear itself not only were the best Fear Itself issues, uh, I think they were the best Avengers Academy issues. Just the things they're going through with all these uh, new characters that they've established, I'm really enjoying it. And I, again, you might not be into it because I, I kind of gave you a bad sample of it. <laughs> but I, I, it's also consistently uh, one of the better Marvel comics out there every month. Hmm. 
And uh, did you have anything to add? Actually, you know what? It's I've been looking over some of the the ones that I had read for the Eisners, trying to remember if they actually had come out the year before, or if it was during this calendar year that they they came out. Because some of those titles were absolutely astounding. Mm-hmm. So, not going into that though, then for me, one of the 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 big ones would have been the the Death of Spider Man story arc, because when I first heard about it, I I liked the idea initially because the the concept of that finality to the character, if that's what they had gone for, it, I liked that. So I was kind of really hoping for it. And then when we started reading more about it, there were some issues that I feel kind of faltered a little bit. Only in that it dragged it out a little too long, I thought. But if you're reading it all as one whole, then it's different than you can really enjoy it. And I thought that that was really a, a good story arc. I wouldn't put it like as an absolutely astounding story arc. And unfortunately, I don't think that... I don't think it was big enough and I don't know how he could have made it big enough but I don't think it was enough for the character for Spider-Man I it, I don't know I don't know what it would have had to be to be mm-hmm. for me to feel like it is I mean you look at what was tossed at him with all of the <laughs> all of these villains coming after him how much more do you want I don't know but it didn't parts of it didn't feel like it was enough to justify who was getting killed that said it still was very very well done I enjoyed it a lot most of the time the the funeral literally brought a freaking tear to my eye and uh, with Aunt May and the kid. And then the reboot, which was what I was so much against, and in premise I still am, but he's brought me around. He's brought me around. I'm actually enjoying what he's doing with the character, with the sidekick. And it's been, I, I put that probably as my surprise for the year in terms mm-hmm. of I really thought I wouldn't like it and I'm actually enjoying it. Yeah, I'm amazed at how good that has been. <laughs> not 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 saying that uh, you know Bendis isn't capable of that, but I I can't believe that they would have delivered that. I would be that into it with the relaunch. Yeah, no, I know. That's again. It's I really well. We talked about it. the 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 idea that initially that holy crap, this could be something awesome, and then reading it and being so disappointed and thinking, oh crap, this is just going to be the same old crap that we've always seen, and and it is to a certain degree. Just relaunching for the sake of a new number, which we we've seen way too much of this year, but he's done good work with it. So I mean, it's worth it. And anything else? Uh, I'll leave it at that. Okay. So 2012 is going to be a very interesting year for comics, of course. Uh, between New 52 and seeing how the other companies are reacting to that, uh, the whole digital thing going on, it, it's going to be a very – it's going to be a fun one to watch. <laughs> but there's a few things that I'd say we are really looking forward to. And I had to put it under the headline of just Team Reminder. <laughs> Because Uncanny X-Force, all the stuff they've set up is just going to be amazing uh, to see all that play out. All the stuff going on with Weapon Plus, uh, Dark Beast is still out there. Even today's issue that came out, uh, Captain Britain and all that stuff going on. Uh, Venom. This is going to be a huge year for Venom. They've actually got a little mini event going on. Uh, I think it starts in April uh, with issue 13, and it's called The Circle of Four. And it runs through issue 13 and then 13.1, 2, 3, and 4, stupid numbering aside, and then ending in issue 14. And it's a team-up of Venom, X-23, Red Hulk, and 
Ghost Rider, the new Ghost Rider. And I I can't expect that to be bad at all because uh, Remender has been great. Uh, Jeff Parker, who's been writing Hulk, uh, really good. Uh, Rob Williams, I've really been enjoying the Ghost Rider run. And uh, Marjorie Liu has input. She didn't do any, any writing, but she gave them some character tips with X-23. It's just kind of unfortunate that uh, two of those four comics have now been canceled. I was just going to say, so basically they took everybody that's getting canceled and said, okay, we're just going to group you all together. You can be your own little Well, team. they decided on it before they got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> and... Also, uh, starting very soon, Remender is going to be writing Secret Avengers, and you're going to get some interesting tie-ins there. He's already said Venom is going to be joining the Avengers at some point, which, given the current point of the Venom comic with him literally fighting Captain America, it would be interesting to see how that plays out. And then also, Captain Britain is going to be one of the Secret Avengers, and we're seeing that tying in with Uncanny X-Force. So he could do some very interesting things with his own little uh, black ops sector of the Marvel Universe he set up for himself with those three comics. Hmm. Cool. And we're hoping, we're really hoping, with issue 100 of Walking Dead coming up, that uh, you know what something <laughs> is going to happen. You know what's funny though is I was just going to stop you before you you go into the the comics for the weekend to say I, I I thought of the one moment in comics this year oh, that yeah. was the definitive moments in comics, and it it boiled down to literally that one panel, and it's Carl getting shot in the eye. That was the shocker of the year for me, bar none. The moment of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't argue with that. And the thing too is that it, it it was well handled as well. It was the it was very strong writing and everything. It's only after that that the writing got I for lack of a better term, I'm going to say lazy. It feels like. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that it's going to really start to pick up now, especially with the um I'm I'm hoping he's going to start ramping up so that again he's going to get the attention for February when the uh, the series the next season launches the uh, next part of the season launches for the TV, but I mean up until then up until that eye holy crap it, it was unbelievable. Um, not just Walking Dead though I'm expecting a really big year out of Image. Uh, they're really really doing some great stuff over there. Uh, just for the first time in ages they've. Uh, claimed the number three spot in the sales, uh, finally unseating Dark Horse, which is a hard thing to do with uh, a lot of the licensed properties Dark Horse puts out. But not just Walking Dead. uh, You've got Invincible building up to issue 100, which is due very early 2013. And you've got a lot of new stuff coming from them. Just today we get Fatal uh, from Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, the team behind Criminal. And for those of us who liked that, it's that noir style, but with a supernatural twist to it. It's not really set in the real world. Uh, they just announced America's Got Powers, which is uh, a reality. It's a comic based on a reality series starring superheroes, but it's a big deal because they managed to steal Brian Hitchaway after a decade of Marvel exclusivity. That's huge. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn, who uh, we were just talking about yesterday, uh, the writer of Why the Last Man. Uh, he has his new series Saga coming out this year. So Image is doing some big stuff over there, and I'm expecting a very impressive year out of them. I I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm always rooting for them. I, I always am rooting for them to do amazing things, to take chances that the others wouldn't. And just look at those comics I talked about. Yep, exactly. Supernatural noir, superhero reality series. <laughs> you know, zombie black and white. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely willing to, and it's starting to pay off in big ways. Yep. Well, the thing, too, is that when you're looking at some of the IPs that they've got, like The Walking Dead, they 
they're they're giving it the attention that it deserves. It's doing well, and that now is going to be something that other um, writers and artists can look to and think that you know they don't have to just aim for Marvel and DC. You can do damn fine work for Image. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap up as always with today's new releases, the first new releases of the year, and from Marvel we have Avengers Academy number twenty four. Defenders number two. Have you had a chance to check that one out yet? No, not yet. No, it's mm. on my list. Okay. Uh, Fear itself. The fearless number six, which is still surprisingly decent. Uh, Hulk number forty. <laughs> that says a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's something that they're going to put in the back of the comic for their series. <laughs> you, you can quote me on that. Vince from Comic Book Informer. Surprisingly decent. <laughs> Damn near Hulk. not bad. Add that to the bottom. <laughs> Hulk number 47, Punisher number 7, Thunderbolts 168, which I'm told has a scene where Luke Cage is dressed as a cowboy. I'd buy it for that alone. You're starting (laughs) to scare me, seriously. Uncanny X-Force 19.1 and Uncanny X-Men number 4. Still not digging the Uncanny X-Men. It's been okay. I'm I'm still giving it a chance. I can't. Yeah, you can. You can do it. Man up. Don't make me choose. (laughs) All right. uh, DC, I've got Animal Man number five, Huntress number four, Red Lanterns number five, and Swamp Thing number five. Very interesting that a lot of our favorite comics come out in that first run of DC every month. (laughs) And rounding out the list, from Boom Studios, Irredeemable number 33, from Dynamite Entertainment, Flash Gordon Zeitgeist number two, which I mentioned a few weeks back, and from Image, as I just talked about, Fatal number one. Really looking forward to checking that one out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make sure to check that one out as well. Okay. So, of course, if anybody would like to tell us what your favorite uh, comics are, you can go to our website, comicbookinformer.com, leave us some comments. You can talk to us on Twitter, at CBinformer, or send us some emails. We've had some really uh, cool emails that we're going to try working into the show format here, either Vince at comicbookinformer.com or Roger at comicbookinformer.com, and we'll see everybody next week. Yep. If you plan on talking about Superboy as your favorite series of the year, though, Sean, don't even bother. I'll delete the post.